Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome into the Believe in the Cowboys podcast. I'm Paul Catalina alongside former Cowboys cornerback Orlando Scandrick. As always, we're brought to you by betonline.ag. The NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all their great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts in Orlando. Every week, the Cowboys look like they're, oh, this has got to be rock bottom. This has got to be rock bottom. Well, if there's a rock bottom below losing to a bad Washington team, 25-3, to uh, Cowboys fans better buckle up because it does not look like it's getting better. At all. I've seen this one coming, though. Um, I, I said it. I spoke about it on our last time we met on the podcast. I just didn't think that they could block them. I thought it was going to start in the trenches, and from the first snap, they couldn't block them. Dallas wasn't able to run it. And then when you mix in the fact that they have a mix and match backup offensive line, Washington was able to get after him with, you know, different pressures and just straight out four man pressure, four man rushes. Well, they they lose Andy Dalton, and he's in the concussion protocol. Uh, so they're going to have to wait on him. Ben DiNucci might start this week. So all these things have happened after this. But let's talk about the game in and of itself. You mentioned the breakdowns up front. Uh, again, breakdowns in coverage. Washington's offense had a career. Like, everybody's having career days when they play this Cowboys defense. You know, we could say, like, you can say scheme, scheme, whatever. They don't have a scheme. Whatever they're doing is wrong all the time. Rushing, passing, they don't stop anything. So, at some point, you have to say, from a schematic standpoint, I'm sure they've tried to simplify it. They're just not winning individual battles. They don't have one player that's sticking out that's winning an individual battle. They don't, they're, they don't play together as a unit. They just don't. You have to question at some point, do these guys even like each other? Um, you know, when, you, when you're when you playing with someone and, you know, you have a scheme, there's going to be times where someone's going to have to be the sacrificial lamb is what we called it. And, you know, someone's going to have to kind of give it up for someone else to make a play. And you just question, you know, at what point are you just going to put your cleats in the ground and just fight? And, you know, a lot of people complained about Jason Garrett. What you could say about Garrett's teams is they fought for 60 minutes. It was a guy you played for, and it was a guy you wanted to compete for, and he always got the best out of you. This team seems to be taking on the personality of their coaching staff, of their head coach, of a, we just got to do it better. It's going to be okay. We just got to do it better. We know we have to be done. And it starts to sound like over and over it's a broken record, and this losing is becoming a habit and it's becoming who they are. And that's a very, very scary sight, especially when you just change coaching regimes. 
Yeah, Andy Dalton took a cheap shot that knocked him out of that game. It was a late hit, should have happened, and no one, no one even really reacted to it. And that's just who they, that's just who they are. It yeah. just seems like it's just like oh, like they were just getting the front row seat. They were just watching. They got to see it too. They were kind of watching it the same as you were. Like oh no, that's late. Oh, that's dirty. Oh gosh, hope he's okay. Yeah, and I'm not saying that you go in and get in a fight with John Bostic, but to just kind of like shrug your shoulders and be like, "That's oh well," you know that 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 just that kind of lack of fire. Like I like I don't know what the re- appropriate response is, but it just seemed to me that they're just kind of like shrug their shoulders about it. And, and that's where this team is. They don't, they don't have any fire. They, they, I mean, and losing Dak, I mean, that's a lot of your fire. Cause that's a fiery dude. That's an intense guy out there. And he, he does that. And you have a new leader in Andy Dalton, who I don't know anything about Andy Dalton and the way he, he leads an offense, but I, <laughs> but I know that when he got hurt, no one cared. I mean, I don't know if no one cared, but like no one responded. And that's that's just a, that's just a bad look, another bad look for this team, another bad thing that's happened in a season full of bad things. Yeah, it's it's disappointing. Yes, for a team that you had such high expectations for, um, you know, and they did lose a quarterback, and that's a big blow to anybody. But Dak was legitimately just keeping them in games, and now it's just like you don't even feel like to have a shot. And for me. For them to have to go up and play the Philadelphia Eagles at the link on Sunday Night Football, it's it's going to tell you a lot about this team. It's going to tell you a lot about which direction this organization is is headed in. And, you know, I, I just can only hope that they're going to compete. But, you know, with this team, you just never know. You know, it's just at some point you got to just do your job and just win your individual battle. And, you know, sometimes you're going to lose your individual battles and because the other guy across from you is really good and he gets paid too. But if you just do your job and try and win more of your individual battles than you lose, that gives your team a chance to win the game. They're not even giving themselves a chance to win the game. You have defensive backs with their eyes in the backfield on inside run action and letting receivers run right by them for 50, 60 yard touchdowns. Like that's, you're not giving yourself a chance to win. Yeah. They, uh, I mean, we, you know, we've talked about the scheme. We've talked about about all that, and and uh, it's just they Dak was kind of a a band aid on a bullet wound, so to speak, for this team because he was mad. You mentioned it a second ago. He was masking a lot of their issues because he was helping keep them in games. Now that he's gone, like their their, their safety net's completely gone. It's completely gone. Danny Dalton can't bring you back down twenty one points like Dak could. Like just he can't, and even if he was slightly better than he's played, you're putting him in a position where it's still a, a it's a no win situation with the line he has. Well, they can't block anybody. Nope, they they don't do anything consistently well. And even when they had Dak, he was making a lot of his plays outside of the pocket. He was making a lot of his plays when they were down double digit leads. But if you go back and look at all of their games aside of their first game versus the Rams, they they, they haven't been able to really block anyone. Um, they've been strip sack quarterbacks have been getting strip sack strip sack galore turnover galore um, fumbles interceptions any way you can think about it this this is the only team that blocks a field goal and the other team recovers it for a two point conversion <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's the microcosm of their season is stuff like that is that if you look at that like even when there's something good it winds up bad 
Like they, and they couldn't block. So, okay. So if they could block, if they could block, just block, nothing else. If they were just passable at blocking, then Zeke Elliott could kind of help take the slack off. But if they can't block for Andy Dalton or Dak, they're not just going to all of a sudden block for, for Zeke just because, because you have a new plan now. You can't block. You can't block. It's not like it's just going to happen in two weeks. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you wanted to say that Zeke could have taken it, like taken the pressure off, but in actuality, let's just put things into, let's put things into perspective. <laughs> Zeke's first year, he was phenomenal. Um, the offensive line was phenomenal. He had a very uh, youthful Zach Martin who's coming into the scene. You had uh, Travis Frederick who's entering the prime of his career, youthful. You had a dominant, 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 one of the best tackles in the game. And Tyron Smith. Um, we still had Ronald Leary. You had a Doug Free. And you we had the luxury of having a Lyle Collins. So between him and and Leary, they kind of split half the season because they went through transition. Now here we are a whole five years later where all of those guys are five years older. And you kind of seen it last year when you know when you started to get some injuries from Lyle and Tyron, Tyron's been banged up and having some injuries. And you you kind of seen the, those guys get older. And then the year before that, you miss you had Travis Frederick out the whole year with a serious like medical issue. And you've seen that. And you kind of have to realize that in the NFL, the only thing that's undefeated is time. And with those guys getting older, I don't know if we'll ever see Zeke run through the same type of holes he ran through his rookie and his second year. Well, no, because he. Well, one, he's he's getting older too. I mean, and and while he hasn't, it doesn't look like he's he suffered all that much. I mean, it, you know, everything adds up, like you said, in Father Time. And for for the Cowboys to get that kind of offensive line again, either guys who are getting older have to get really healthy really fast, or uh, they have to find some new ones really fast, and that's that's not easy to do. It's not easy to do. Great linemen, great players don't just grow on trees. You can draft some and you can try to do what you can, but it's still a crapshoot. Yeah. They, I mean, this team just has so many holes. I mean, outside of Dak Prescott, who's your franchise player and he's going to be a free agent this upcoming year, what do you really have to build on defensively? No, I and. I mean, I thought about this. If if we just if you said the season stopped today with the the roster the way it's constructed, and you have to go forward with making all decisions you you make. I mean, obviously defense is the biggest problem, but where do you even start? Like you just like where do you even start with what your biggest need is? You just kind of have to grab the. I mean, it's best player available, I know, but like you have so many. You have a list that they didn't even maybe even consider a year, the, the last two off seasons. Well, first you have to decide what you're going to be defensively. Because mm-hmm. when you're drafting as high as they're going to be drafting, this player has to be somebody that's going to fit your scheme. So you have to decide what you're going to be. I mean, I see several, you know, interior pass rush, um, linebacker as a position of need. Um, they, you can always use a, a corner, but I mean, when drafting as high as you are, is you have to figure out is, it, is the linebacker, is the interior pass rush, is the corner, is the safety. Which one of these are generational players? Um, I don't, I don't think they have a position that you say that they're set at. I think they have a good linebacker in Leighton Vanderhurst, but you don't even ever know if this guy's going to play or not. 
Mm-hmm. You know, he's been he's been injured more than he's been healthy. Um, Jalen has taken a step back. I don't know if it's a scheme thing or if it's too much on his plate or if he's trying to do much, but he's taking a step back. And the only problem is when you're making the type of money he's making, you're not allowed to take a step back, not in the organization's eyes, not in your fan base's eyes, and definitely not in your coaches and teammates' eyes. Um, from a safety position, safety's been a position of need there for a very, very long time. I think the last time they had two strong safeties were Roy Williams and Ken Hamlin. Yeah. The last time they had a duo was two strong safeties. Um, as far as a cornerback situation, that, that thing's been a revolving door, too, since, you know, you haven't had a set group of cornerbacks since myself, Brandon Carr, and Morris Claiborne, where you went into a year and you knew, okay, this is going to be our top three corners. Yeah. And the, the, I, think that, I think that having those type of, like, the having the, the stability that we had, like, you know, you – you looked at things and I always wanted to say, well, we can get better at that position. Well, we can get better at that position. You absolutely could have. You could have gotten better at every position. But what you did know was 32, 39, and 24 were going to be the guys. That was going to be your top three. Yeah, well, sometimes sometimes you can you can forget what you have a little bit or you can you know you get better and better, but having consistency, knowing that that's going to happen, like that's what you can rely on. And sometimes that consistency, you know, you kind of forget like, okay, well, we need to, we need to make sure we're, we're good here and here. And then, you know, free agency happens or, you know, like Morris Claiborne got to free agency and they let him go. You know, that was their, that was their decision. I, I and, just think that, you know, he was, he was, I think they, they had every intentions of wanting to keep him. He took, you know, he kind of probably got out of their price. Um, he didn't get the fifth year option. So he took the money, but I think the year before that, he was injured. He hurt himself. He hurt his groin, and it was kind of a microcosm of his time there. And I think it just, a fresh start was just there for everyone. Um, you got five years out of Brandon. You got ten years out of myself. Um, and then another guy that that was hurt that was that hurt them to lose was Jeff Heath. He was just Mister Consistent. He was held a player on special teams. He d- did his job when he was on defense. He was consistent. I'm sure he didn't make every play. I'm sure there's some plays that he would have wanted to make that he couldn't get back, but he was consistent. Um, you had some consistent years out of Byron Jones, and you know they that was out of their price range. And I think that you know, Byron, when he eventually settled into a position, he became a really, really good player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and and look, he was he was he was pretty much a shutdown corner, more or less the last two years and then they let him go because he was out of their price range that's fine that's a that's a that's a business decision good but you know there was going to be a little bit at least a little bit of a drop off from brandon jones to whoever or byron jones to whoever replaced him but the bottom line is is it shouldn't have been this bad and so every decision they've made on defense i mean they're like they're oh for whatever it is defensive coordinator defensive staff personnel nothing's working and then like you just that that's why i don't think fans should should expect like even with some guys getting healthy that this is going to change it all i mean but if you look at the history of mike mccarthy he's a very very loyal guy he held on to dom capers longer than he should have their bottom half defense for that the, the times when he should have got rid of him then he goes on and he hires um mike Petton bottom half defense. I mean, the Packers, when you look at the Packers right now, they're a very, very good football team, but, you know, they, defensively, you always, you have to ask yourself, well, what's going to happen defensively when it comes down to it? But now, 
they're better off than they were when they were with McCarthy. They got some different personnel in that fits the scheme. They went out and changed their philosophy a little bit and brought in some free agents. As you know, that the Packers haven't been an organization that likes to bring free agents. They like to draft well and have homegrown talent. And that's one of the things that Dallas was, you know, was good for. And what you liked about it and what you enjoyed is you, if you were homegrown or you started there and you worked your way up, you were going to get compensated financially and, you know, it was going to be where you're, you're going to be home and it was going to be a team thing. And now you look on their defense and you say, Don Terry Poe, free agent, Gerald McCoy, free agent, Alden Smith, free agent, Everson Griffin, free agent. If you want to go even further into the roster, Daryl Worley, free agent. Um, Thompson, Darian Thompson. Yeah. Darian Thompson, free agent. It's just, it's the whole roster. Joe Thomas, free agent. The whole roster is built up of guys that they've signed from someone else's organization. Yeah, and 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 they they were. I mean, they they had a good long run of drafting well, but some of that hasn't worked out now. And look, I don't know. Like, have they? Have they? Well, I said a good. I said a good long run. A good long run by their standards, because of drafting well as what first round picks. Yeah, because outside, if you get outside of a first round pick, who have who has really been productive? Uh, Dak and Demarcus. Yeah. Where? I mean, where? But give me a, a mid round pick besides Dak and Demarcus. That's been productive. Huh. Yeah. Well, I think you. I think you got me stumped. I mean, like, I, <laughs> you, you do. You want to say Jalen? You want to go with Jalen? Well, Jalen was second round pick, so you know. Yeah, I mean, very very high. Yeah. I mean. DeMarcus was also a second round pick. Yeah. So if you look out of what is supposed to be your slam dunks picks, do you have DeMar- um, Dak Prescott? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, 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 I can't say that. Michael Gallup's a hell of a player. Yeah, that's hell true. A player. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Gallup's a third round pick. Yeah, but I mean, he's going to be a guy that you're probably going to lose in free agency. Yeah, because, well, you've got some money tied up and then you just drafted C.D. Lamb uh, yeah, with so. Cooper, so... I mean, who's going to be that guy that's going to be there six, seven, eight, nine years? That was a mid-round pick that exceeded all expectations. Yeah, no, they don't. They don't have those guys. They don't have the, you know, the Dat wins of the world who who played above where he was drafted. They don't have the, you know. Um, I mean, that that's what it's all about when building a team. It's not about your first and second round pick. It's about your mid-round picks, your free agents, those guys. You know, they don't. I haven't even had a guy like a Cole Beasley. He was he he always exceeded his expectations mm-hmm. when he was there. Yeah, they don't they don't have those guys right now. No, they 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 need yeah they need some some more worker bees. That's for sure. They they do. And then I look at a guy who I was really close with when I was there, and um, Tyron Crawford. Tyron Crawford. I mean, it's just Jesus. This, I know how the talent he guys, I know how hard he works, but to see him not make any plays, it's just. Well, and, and I wonder about just how, like how much he's come back from having those two hip injuries last year. Like they can't be easy to come through that and come yeah, back I mean, and be that's normal. When you talk about the work ethic and how hard he works and what type of player he is and what type of person he is. That, that speaks for it right there. Yeah. You know, and yeah, that's, that's another guy who's, who's a leader, who is a leader in that locker room, you know, but you know, it's hard to, it's hard to lead when you're all struggling, you know, when, when nobody's making plays, 
you know, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to see. And it does, it does feel to me like this team, cause uh, that, and this is just from a media perspective and it's hard to know. Like, I don't know. I just, you just get your little glimpses, you know, um, appetizer versions of it. But in 20, that year in 2016, what Dak's rookie year, when you walked in that locker room, everybody was, it was tight. It was like, it was never tense. It was like, like everything was flowing well. And obviously I haven't been in there now, but there's no way that you could even come close to having the team building that that team had with this team, given all the circumstances. um, I mean, I don't, they haven't really had time to spend time together. Yeah. And like, what are they doing when they are spending time together? And I'm going to go back to this over and over and over again. Mike McCarthy, had a lot of success because he fell into a great situation where they were they a great football team when he got him the, the record says no with the Packers but they had just won a Super Bowl they had a Super Bowl winning quarterback on the roster mm-hmm. and then they were able to pass the reins over from a Hall of Famer to a guy who had ridiculous talent who turned out to win a Super Bowl but outside of that like what was Mike McCarthy when he had Matt Flynn Brett Hundley when he didn't have Aaron Rodgers, they're, they're awful. Yeah, and Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys we talked about, like Dak was only the Cowboys. He can mask a lot of your deficiencies. Yeah. If you can keep a game if you can keep a game close, you know, guys like that, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the is one of the best ever at coming back and winning games that the the Packers should have not won. One of the best ever. Hall, I mean, like he's got, you know, McCarthy had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks back to back. And there's not many coaches like, you know, Bill Belichick's not even going to be really able to say that. You know, he's had one Hall of Fame quarterback. Like there's there's not coaches that have had Hall of Fame quarterbacks back to back. Tom Landry didn't have Hall of Fame quarterbacks back to back. He had one Hall of Fame quarterback and, and a couple good ones. But, you know, you just don't it doesn't happen. He had Favre and Rodgers back to back. You know, there, there's, you can't, and look, and and eventually, you know, they, like, they won the Super Bowl with Rodgers. They had everything kind of, they were, the team built. It was, it was perfect then for that year, but that's been a long time. That's been a decade ago since he's had real success. So is it just a fresh start or has the game passed him by a little bit? I, th- I think it's probably the latter, that the game's passed Mike McCarthy by a little bit. I mean, I, I just think that you look at the coaches in this league right now that are successful. They're the coaches that are able to adapt adapt, and, you know, just connect with the players. I don't know if, if that's McCarthy. Even when you look at guys that are older guys, Pete Carroll, I mean, great. You can definitely tell that he's in tune with his players. But then when you look at someone on the younger end and Sean McVay, definitely able to adapt to his players. And then when you look at Bill Belichick, you know, you think that he's like super hard and, you know, but from what I, everything that I've heard that once you're in the building, I, he's just like anyone else. He has his players that he favors, his players that he, you know, that he's able to connect with. And, you know, you just respect him because of his resume. And then you come to the latter side of McCarthy, you come to what is America's team, what is one of the biggest Mark sports markets for a football team that that we have in our country, and you know you ask yourself: Is this is the stage getting too big for him? 
is this too much for him? Well, it's, it, it, yeah, and maybe it is. And you, you mentioned the word adaptability and, and I'll throw in a couple, like I'll second on Pete Carroll. Look, the, the Seahawks, they're lost the other night and notwithstanding, the Seahawks are playing a lot different style of football than they were when they went to and won Super Bowls because that's what they had to adapt to because of their personnel. Uh, they adapted. Uh, the Patriots, the first couple Super Bowls they won compared to the last few Super Bowls they won, their style changed because the personnel changed and the league changed. And Belichick, he's constantly adapting. He was constantly adapting. And I don't think Mike McCarthy's adapted to anything. Yeah. I, I can't disagree with you. I mean, I don't. We're not there, and we're not behind the scenes. We're not yeah. in the team meetings, and we're not on the practice field. But they just don't. They're not playing with any spirit. They're not playing with any fire. They're not showing any fight. And to lose a game in the way they did, which was twenty five three, they were fortunate that the score was only twenty five three. Was like, it fortunate? It was twenty five three because they were playing the Washington football team and not the Seahawks or the you know the Ravens or somebody like that that's on their schedule. It, but the thing is, we can, we have to get out of the, the 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 sense of saying, well, they were playing a bad team. The Cowboys are a bad team. No, no, no. I'm just saying I that mean, the Washington that that that's Washington team than them. Yeah, that Washington. Yeah, no, Washington's better. I'm just saying that Washington's better than them, and not in the same sense that like they're they're only tw- 25 points is a, is about the ceiling of what Washington is going to score in their best games all year. And you know, if if that was against a team that had an offense that was clicking on all cylinders, it'd been way worse. You know, yeah. I mean, I get it, but their defense is really, really good. Yeah, really, really good. Oh, and they've I, been I, able to actually hold some some other teams to some. They held the Eagles to a healthy Eagle team to, I believe, it was zero points in the second half. Yeah, they get after the quarterback. They sack the quarterback, and I would not be surprised to see this team be in the thick of things for the NFC East title. I wouldn't be surprised to see Washington right there in the thick of it. Well, again, if they can. If their defense can can continue to play how it has, and their offenses, you know, get slightly improved, they can win. They can win a lot of games, you know, seventeen to thirteen in, in the NFL. They can do it. I don't. I just don't think that they. They're. Uh, I don't think that they're seventeen to thirteen scoring unit. I think that you know they're suffering from the fact that they switched their quarterback. Um, they they didn't have any offseason either, so you have to give them a little bit of a break. But if they can score seventeen points on offense and get a still a possession on defense with a turnover, you know, they're right. They're right there. I don't think they're as bad as everyone thinks. I think from a cultural standpoint, they have a phenomenal coach that's gotten their culture together. I think they've drafted really well on their defensive line. They've got two, two first round picks from Alabama and defensive tackle. They've got the number two pick in the draft, which is a generational special, special guy, Chase Young. They got a guy who's ceiling is through the roof and Montez Sweat. And they got a future Hall of Famer as their third pass rusher and their rotational guy in Ryan Kerrigan. I, I just don't think that they're as bad. I think that we look at them because historically they're bad. And you say that, you know, that's just who they are. But right now, in the near immediate future of the 2020 season, they're in a much better position than the Dallas Cowboys. Very much. A lot better. A lot better. And that's the first time you've been able to say that about that organization in a long time. A lot, And then, look, they had, you're talking about off-season strife going on. That organization had some off-season strife. That's yeah. not going away. That's still there. You know, it had nothing to do with the players, really, but still, that that's, can inf- affect the culture of an organization if, you know, bad stuff's going on up top. And has for 20 years, 25 years, since Snyder bought the team. They've had a bad culture there. 
Absolutely, but that culture is not this clearly has not rubbed over into those players. They're playing hard and they're fighting. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what else could you can you pretty much ask for besides to play hard and to fight? Now, do I think that they're going anywhere? Absolutely not. But they're playing hard and they're fighting and they're at least they're competitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that and that and that has to do a lot with Ron Rivera and the way he's able to uh, shut out the outside noise and focus on the team and what's in front of them. Absolutely. Yeah. And have a single, like also him being a singular voice in that locker room, I think is huge. And that's what helps them. The Cowboys just don't have, they don't have the fire that the Redskins have or the Washington football team has. Uh, They just don't, they just don't. And I, you know, if it gets better, great, but you know, later, you know, They've got to go into playing the Eagles this week with probably Ben DiNucci getting most of the first team reps at quarterback. And, you know, Zach Martin's back, but great. They still have the other people on the offensive line. I, I, I don't, I don't, um, I expect I, to see, I expect to see Andy Dalton play yeah. this week. Yeah, I do I too, to, but he's still in the protocol that, now. So. I mean, I mean, but I mean, he's, he, what a practice, not getting any practice reps. I mean, that was the reason why you signed an experienced backup. Mm-hmm. So you can have a guy that you can kind of plug and play. So I don't look to lean on. He didn't get any practice reps. I think it's going to be even better that Ben DiNucci does get practice reps in the event that he does have to play in the near future or even Sunday night. So I think it's more validity for him to get, for Ben DiNucci to get practice reps than it is Andy Dalton not getting practice reps. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. All right, uh, that's going to do it for us. We'll be back later in the week to preview the Eagles, a team that's uh, you know that that wanted to come back the other night, but has had uh, injuries and struggles all year long because they're in the awful NFC East, and that's just how twenty twenty is going to treat the NFC East. For Orlando Scandrick, I'm Paul Catalina. This is the Believe in the Cowboys podcast on the Believe Entertainment Network, the network for politi- for professional podcasters. Please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.